Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Miss Justine Murray, Miss Northern Lights, also Turning Point USA ambassador, extensive resume that includes working as a New York campus correspondent, booking assistant at One America News. And she previously served at the White House as an intern for former President Mike Pence, former Vice President Mike Pence. Justine, welcome to Indisputable, how are you? Hi, Dr. Richie, thank you for having me, I'm doing well. Thank you for being here. Okay, I find it fascinating that you actually worked under the leadership of Mike Pence. And so I'm going to start there. Mike Pence has been back in the news lately because he says very clearly that President Donald Trump was wrong. It took him a while to say this, but he's saying emphatically, listen, I had no constitutional right to overturn the election. I don't care what Trump has said. What are your thoughts? I don't want to presume what you know or believe about the Constitution and Mike Pence's statement. So what are your thoughts about that and I will respond? Right, I agree that there there was some voter fraud and the voter fraud that was there, that, that does need to be addressed. But it didn't seem to result in, in actually overturning the election. So there wasn't enough to change the election around. And the vice president felt it, was, it wasn't in his position or his power to to do that. So the vice president is a very good man. I had the honor of interning for him under the White House. And he. some people disagree. And that's okay. But you know what, Justine is not okay. Let me tell you why it's not okay. We're talking about democracy and we're literally arguing and debating a fact. I'm not talking about with you. What you just said, I can live with. I'm talking about individuals who will demonize a Mike Pence. And I'm no Mike Pence political fan. I never have been, all right? I wasn't a fan of his before he became vice president because I have policy differences with the guy. But at the end of the day, he stated a fact. And the fact is based on the Constitution, the 12th Amendment, the Vice President only has a role to announce the winner after opening the envelopes from the various states and announcing the winner based on the Electoral College. It is a ceremonial role. He does this because he is the President of the Senate. Naturally, if he is not available, there's another who will be President of the Senate. And then under the Electoral College Act, which was passed in 1887, it lays out the very specific and detailed framework that Congress is only allowed to certify a presidential election. So this is a fact, these are facts, right? But there are those on your side, and I say your side meaning conservatives, who will demonize a Mike Pence. I can't believe I'm kind of defending Mike Pence. But who would demonize him as a human being because he's standing next to a fact. The fact should speak for itself, nobody should have to defend it, but it's a fact. So. Why do you think the party has created a narrative where they dismiss the facts and they insert their personal feelings and we should all be okay with that? You could say that about any issue with either party. I I want to go back on when you said it's not okay that some people disagree that the the vice president is a good is a good man. Um, And I wanted to actually ask you, what do you mean by that? It's not okay. Everybody has the right to their opinions and and their speech. And I could say that it's not okay that many in the media justified the the violent riots over the summer um, over 
the summer of 2019-2020 with BLM saying that, oh, well, some people have the right to commit violence. I could say- yeah, I never heard that, but let me answer your question because you did pose a direct, a direct question to me. I think you misunderstood my sentiment. What I said was not what was not all right, was it was not okay. That literally we have transformed facts into opinions. That's the part that's not okay with me. It is a fact that the Constitution does not give the authority to the vice president to overturn an election. That's a fact. It's not okay with me that a fact is now debatable. That's not okay. And I hope you would agree with me that it is a fact that the Constitution does not empower the vice president to overturn democracy. Correct? As I said in my introduction, I, I do agree with that. Okay, so it's a problem when people will take a fact, manipulate it, manipulate it to others, misrepresent it, and then demonize individuals who simply stand up for truth and facts, right? That's a problem. I think that there's a problem when people misconstrue. Well, you agree me. with me then? I would agree that there's a problem when people misconstrue facts, but they have the right to say it. Oh, I'm and not we talking the about right their right, come on now. I'm not the government and I'm not limiting their right to say it. Uh, just as much as they have the right to say it, I have a right to respond and say it's dumb, stupid, and idiotic, illogical. I have the right to say that as well. So my point to you is not about their right to proclaim misinformation, but it's not okay. What's my point? It's not okay. And um, can you share with me some examples of, of you said people attacking the vice president? Um, so do you mean when people Okay, I'll share one example. Um, when they were running around uh, during the terrorist attack on January 6th, um, saying hang Mike Pence. How about that one? I would say that most people condemn that, most people. Yeah, but I'm talking about the people that said it. They yeah, were conservative, they were Trump supporters, the people who said that were on your team, they vote your way, they believe in your policies. So those are the people I'm talking about, that's a problem, correct? You work for Mike Pence, stand up for the guy. Those people, the radicals like that, yes. And I would say that most conservatives condemn those people. You have crazies on all sides of the political spectrum. And I would say that most normal people condemn those crazies. And of course, so of course. Let of me course. ask you this. When you say most normal people, remember normal is always very subjective to what's normative in that era. Uh, about 10 years ago, 11% of Republicans said violence is necessary in order to retain democracy, 11%, okay? We considered that to be a number very high. We said, wow, 11%. You know what it is today is damn near 50%. Almost 50% of Republicans, we're not talking about people you would determined to be extremists, but Republicans are saying that violence may be necessary in order to retain and protect democracy. And who are they really talking about? They're talking about other Americans. They're talking about committing violence against other Americans who fundamentally disagree with them as it relates to policy and protocol of this country. That's problematic and you don't see a similar movement. You can say, hey, there's extremism on both sides. But you don't see that same kind of movement on the left as it relates to everyday voters who vote left leaning. You see this kind of sectarian violence, I will call it that because that's what it is, perpetrated primarily by those on the right. Can I, um, I would like to ask you where you got that 
statistic from? Where's, Pew Research, where's the source? Pew Research, Pew Research 2021. So it seems like I, I would like the full context of that. What um, other context because, should it be? Well, there's a difference between between one study that says, well, these people who polled a certain way, they believe they they stated this. They stated that violence is okay if that's actually true versus going out and committing violence. You had one nasty attack on January 6th, but let's compare that. It was to, a terrorist attack, correct? I, I don't think it amounts to the level of terrorism. What's the I, I think, of terrorism, do you know? I think that there were rowdy people who- Rowdy people. Who, What's the definition of terrorism, Justine? I'm asking this sincerely. What is the definition of terrorism? I, I wanna go back on, do you think that all the so violence- So you're just over, going to skip the question I'm posing to you. And all due respect, I okay, pose that question okay, first. Let's What's the definition of terrorism? Yeah. Terrorism is the act of violence, the act of intentionally hurting someone or a, or a group of people for political purposes. Right. But so was that you, was that an act of terrorism on January 6th based on the definition you just gave us? It was it started off as a protest that got out of hand. A terrorism Ma'am, terrorism you just also, gave us the definition of terrorism and you are correct. That is the definition of terrorism. That's the working definition. Based on your own definition of terrorism, was it terrorism what happened on January 6th to overthrow a presidential election and to do acts of violence and criminality on federal government property to disrupt a constitutionally mandated process? Is that not textbook terrorism? I don't, I'm not sure if you're getting my point. The, no, the I'm not sure if you're getting were, mine, ma'am. Well, the point is that there was a protest and mm. there were some crazy people who got out of hand and, mm. and went into the Capitol. Mm. Now, if you they want to They just went say, in, they, they were invited, they just went inside. Or did they break in? Did they it, trespass criminally? They did, they did and they were wrong. Now, if you want to say those specific people um, were maybe individual perpetrators of terrorism, sure. But okay, if, so they were terrorists. I would say if we're talking about individual crazy people like that, but there's a difference between that and then organized acts of Wait a terrorism. Minute. No, well, let me say this to you. One, no, it's not. Terrorism is terrorism. There is an organization component here because many of them connected to the Proud Boys have been charged with conspiracy activity or sedition. That has now happened because they are able to link cause and effect based on the conspiracy of organization and the carry and the carrying out of the crime itself. So you do have organization here. It did happen and they've been arrested for that. I, well, I would like to add that many people were were raided, and they weren't actually on the premises. They they weren't actually involved in breaking into the Capitol. But what does that so, matter when they were involved in coordinating, planning, and uh, in furtherance of a criminal pursuit? What does it matter many, that they many, weren't there? Many of these people, there weren't there wasn't proof of that. The only proof that, that no, that's that not was, true. That's not true, there there was definitely proof of that. That, That's why they had the investigative warrant signed in order to do a search of that property. So that's not true, Madam. Let me tell you you about Siaka Masakoi, who is an actor from California, um, who was was not breaking into the Capitol and was not planning to to do anything or he he wasn't part of a plan to overtake anything or overturn an election. Um, He just 
expressed his views publicly about how he believed, he personally believed that the election was stolen. But but the FBI raided him. So did the so, FBI raid him because he said he personally believes that the election was stolen? Basically. Well, tell um, me this then. Almost 70% of Republicans believe the same. Why is it that 70% of Republicans have not been raided by the FBI? If the only prerequisite to get raided by the FBI is if you believe the election was stolen. Well, not all 70% of Republicans are outspoken on Twitter or conservative. Wait a minute, Candace Owens has said she believes the election was stolen. Charlie Kurt said he believes the election was stolen. Many people have said that high public profile more so than the example you just listed. They have not been raided and they are people of low or no public profile whatsoever. They've said the same thing, they have not been raided by the FBI. My point to you is the linear logic doesn't add up. If you're saying the FBI is only raiding people because they have a difference of opinion about the conclusion of the election, that means they will be rounding up everyone who had a difference of opinion about the conclusion of the election. Which means there's something else to that. So I'm not I, buying what you're selling. I'm not saying that the FBI is only rating people like that. I'm saying that there are people and also just because not every conservative influencer has been rounded up. That doesn't mean that there are people who are being rated unfairly. Um, you know, this goes right back to the idea of no knock warrants. I'm sure that you do. I don't want to assume what you're, you believe. Yeah, I'm completely but against no knock warrants. Exactly. So. It's a little bit concerning now well, that- Tell me how does this connect to no knock warrants? Explain this to me. Because it seems like we're for no knock warrants when it comes to some people, one creed, but we're against them when it when it comes to another creed. Well, raids are not, wait a minute, wait but a minute. But it doesn't, it doesn't- Raids are not necessarily no knock. Right, and uh, it doesn't, so, so do you- No, that does, not, that does not equate here. It's uh, similar. Raids do not, do not suggest no knock. When there's a raid, that that's not what that is. No, not warrants. We're talking about a dynamic in policing that didn't even exist before 1970, but and policing was able to continue just fine until one department did it, the second department did it. It went from 500 to 8,000 to now 80,000 no-knock warrants every year in the United States of America. And it makes the police officer unsafe. It leads to the death of innocent individuals who had nothing to do with the warrant. And, and those who are committed to self-defense, they end up getting caught in the crossfire. There's one guy who's arrested now for attempted murder, knowing good and damn well, he did not try to murder a cop. He thought somebody was breaking into his home, all right? Okay, so, so, so that's what a no-knock warrant issue is about. The point is this idea of whether it's a no-knock warrant or whether it's a raid that's not officially a no-knock warrant. It's the idea of when do you support the police breaking into someone's home? When do you support government overreach? When do you support people getting all of a sudden having being investigated and it things are a little bit murky because- So are you saying that those who committed those acts of terrorism on January 6th, should not be properly investigated and their connections be properly investigated if there's evidence of a conspiracy. The people who physically went into the Capitol, the people who physically tried to commit an act of violence, sure. But I'm saying that there's people, a lot of people, a lot of protesters who were not involved in that. Let me and ask you a question, if a person was not at the Capitol, but they knew the intent was to break and enter. 
They knew the intent was to stop the process of the electoral college certification. They knew these things, which means there's conspiracy established. Conspiracy means meeting of the minds, that's what it means. So you now have established conspiracy. They never went to the Capitol, but they provided resources. They provided aid, they provided guidance. They provided information about the ground layout. They provided this information. Are they not also guilty of criminal conspiracy, madam? Well, you'll have to find the proof because are but they- if, if that's what it is, they don't have to be at the Capitol, right? But how, how can you tell, the, the problem is that there's not even enough evidence with a lot of these people. Ma'am, evidence is for courts, madam. We have not had exhaustive court hearings on this yet. You keep talking about things you do not know. If the evidence is there to support criminal conspiracy, it doesn't matter if the person or perpetrator stepped foot on the Capitol grounds. That's my point to you, correct? I don't think you're getting my point. I'm saying that there, <laughs> there's been, I, I, okay. I really, there's people who, how, how can you say, so someone who tweets something on Twitter, they believe the election is stolen or they're outspoken, they have a podcast, then they, they talk about the election being stolen or maybe that they want to protest it, protest. They don't say violently, they don't mm. say, they don't talk about you know, planning to break in anywhere. Okay. And the FBI goes after those people without outright proof that they were actually helping plan. All right, so let me say this, um, I don't believe your narrative. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Maybe the tweet is the public part and there's other dynamics of the investigation you are unaware of. Because once again, evidence is for court, right? You don't show all the cards in the beginning. Uh, but I wanna say this to you because I, I, think, I think there's some hope here for you. And I, I say this in all due respect, you work for Mike Pence, okay? I disagree with this guy on 99% of policy and politics. But he did stand for America. He stood up for America when he said, no, I will not create a constitutional crisis and overturn the results of an election. Trump, if he gets back in office, he's going to pick a vice president that would do exactly that if he told him to. You know that, right? Well, we'll have to see what happens. I don't Okay. I'm I don't not want to gamble with Trump. democracy like that. Okay, well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.